This is an ABC podcast. It's not where you start from, it's where you get to. That's been the motto of the Sporty Fitness Challenge. Hi, I'm Amanda Smith, and the challenge culminates in this edition of Sporty, where the winners will be announced. been weeks of hard slog for many of you, I know, not just because of the pandemic restrictions, but for those of you who took up the Sporty Fitness Challenge, you've been lunging and squatting and running and walking and swimming and dancing your way through these past couple of months. And it's time now to judge the winners amongst you. We're awarding gold, silver and bronze medals to the three entries that have most impressed or entertained the judges. The medals will be in Subscribed with your names, plus the first place participant gets a $200 sports store gift card. And because here at Sporty, we subscribe to Pierre de Coubertin's idea that it's not the triumph, but the struggle, all of you who participated will get a very nice certificate honouring your effort. Let me introduce you to the judges. They are Mark Knowles, OAM. Mark knows a thing or two about medals. He has three of them across three Olympic Games, one gold and two bronze. Mark was captain of the Australian hockey team, the Kookaburras, and he's now at the Queensland Academy of Sport, the personal development advisor there. Mark, hello. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Thanks very much for having me. A pleasure to have you. Lisa Miller is our other judge. She's the presenter of News Breakfast on ABC TV, along with Michael Rowland. She's a Walkley Award-winning journalist, and she's been a foreign correspondent based in London and Washington, though she started her career at the Gympie Times. And Lisa has reported on two Olympic Games, London and Beijing. Hi, Lisa. Hello, Amanda. And I'm the third judge to settle any disputes and if we need uh, any split decisions. Lisa, you're based in Melbourne. What have you been doing exercise-wise during lockdown? Oh, I've been doing something I didn't anticipate to be doing. I mentioned on air to our weather presenter, Nate Byrne, that I had never in my life been able to do push-ups on my toes. And he said, well, we can change that. And so at 5pm every day, Nate and I have a video exercise session and we've been doing it now for five months and he has been getting me to push-ups on my toes. So I've been doing a lot of walking and all the rest of it, but it's this session that I just find so delightful and I can happily tell you that I have succeeded and I just want to keep going now because when we got to 10, I wanted to get to 20. (laughs) When we got to 20, I thought, no, I can do more. Well, that is very impressive. Mark, since retiring from elite sport, what do you do to stay fit and active? Yeah, I think it's a balance of um, I'm still playing hockey in club hockey here in Brisbane, doing a lot of coaching. And I guess one of the things that I just love now is trying different sports and different activities that I didn't get to do previously. So doing a lot more stand-up paddle boarding, more time at the beach with my kids, yeah, doing things that, you know, are different, new, um, similar to Lisa. I love a good challenge. I did a 100-kilometre run challenge in April. I actually, the last two years, Lisa, have done 3,200 push-ups 
in the month of July. <laughs> You're just showing off now, Mark. No, I'm not. But <laughs> when you talked push-ups just then, I thought to myself, I might have to get on that video link and get my training up for next year. Um, so that You'd I, be I, welcome. <laughs> well, well done, you too. All right. Judges, as you know, the challenge was to choose any physical activity that was going to increase how much you move and to set yourself an achievable goal to reach within the 60 days of the challenge and to tell us about it. So from all the entries, we've come down to six finalists. Let's go through each of them and then we can decide on who comes in first, second and third. Let's start with one of the most creative entries, I think, and this comes from Rill Jones-McCoy. Rill swam the English Channel. <laughs> Lisa, do you want to take us through how she did it? Well, it took her 29 separate swims and she went on to explain how she did it, swimming the distance of 36,200 metres. It took her 18.6 hours, but she started off in the Valley Pool in Brisbane and then just kept adding to her times until she'd matched Chloe McArdle's record. Of course, the Australian swimmer swam across the English Channel Four successfully times. in August and broke the men's world record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, what's so remarkable about Rill's story is that she did it battling some pretty serious medical challenges, including um, quite a few operations for endometriosis. Uh, and then she had a very small stroke as well. So all of that, she still managed to get back in the pool. She said she did a couple of very slow and crooked laps, but she managed to do the laps. And that's a wonderful story that she submitted. Yeah, it was amazing. I think to hear the ability to to come back from some of the setbacks that she had, you know, as Lisa said, then around the stroke and the endometriosis, uh, I just love the mindset piece around just sticking at it. You know, twenty nine swims, yes, to to swim the English Channel, but any of those times she could have stopped and said thirty thousand, you know, is enough, or twenty two thousand is enough, but thirty six thousand two hundred meters in eighteen point six hours of swimming certainly something I'm not going to be breaking anytime soon. No, it was great. And she said at the end of her entry, it's been a momentous marker for me that I too crossed the channel this week. This is as in Chloe McArdle, minus the duck fat and yes. the cold. <laughs> Now, I'll just give a couple of uh, honourable mentions to two others who took on Journeys of the Imagination. Helen Kershaw walked the Camino in Spain, virtually, and Robin Adams walked through Cyprus. That was both in their, in their local areas. Now, let's go to the second of the finalists. And a couple of uh, our finalists took up a whole new sport or activity to learn. For Bob Shell, this was boxing. Mark, tell us about Bob and his entry. Yeah, Bob's was uh, one that I can relate to as a father, um, talking about his recent times of dadding, he called it. You know, his sleep had become quite poor. He was looking older. Um, he has a two and a half year old son and, and he wanted to get into this sporty challenge to kind of allow other fathers to relate to him and to do something themselves. So I just loved how he shared the story of feeling really unmotivated, struggling, and then he found boxing and his goal was simple, three sessions a week for two months. 
And his big key points were don't give up, don't give up, and there's no expectations, just don't give up. You know, it's exactly what a lot of people struggle with. And I know being an elite athlete, um, when I was an athlete, we struggle as well, but this part around just go, why am I here? Um, I'm too tired for this. <laughs> That's right. The thing is with each of his sessions, he sort of describes what he's done and then he's, he's the thoughts going on in his mind. What am I doing here? I forgot my towel. Where's my head at? Breathe. I can't concentrate on this today. I've lost my keys. Don't panic. Think. Jab, cross, jab, cross. I don't have time for this. I'm never coming back. <laughs> anyway, he did, Lisa. He stayed the course and averaged three and a half sessions a week, learned a skill, got some endorphins going and lost six Ks. It's not bad. Oh, not bad. I did like one of the messages that was going through his head was thinking, you know, what, what are the chores I've got to do? I've got to, I've got to <laughs> sort something out when I get home. I just think with things like that, as um, Mark said, it's all about sticking with it until it becomes a habit. I am not a naturally sporty person at all, but I love being active and I was convinced to take on a triathlon once and just that sort of, what the heck am I doing? I don't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> I can't run more than 5Ks. But you start doing it and then that sense of accomplishment at the end of it is just such a wonderful feeling and I could just imagine from Bob's words what he was feeling. Mm. And another honourable mention goes to Rory Fagan, who, with some friends, recreated their own decathlon. This is sort of creating a new sport here. His decathlon included walking, paddleboarding, Brazilian dance, as well as various Portuguese language and community activities. Now, the next one of the finalists is an entry submitted by video, and it comes from Neville Smith. No, no relation, or well, though you never know, really. Lisa, this was one of the running entries. Did you like this one from Neville? Oh, I did. I thought it was a beautiful photography film work as well. So I wondered who'd done that for him. I'm not sure. Perhaps he'd got one of his grandkids. Uh, Nev had set himself a target to run 60 metres in 9.5 seconds and the video speeds up his process of trying to get through that. He gets. He almost gets there. He, he ran 60 metres in 10.67 seconds. Was that correct? Have I got it right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. He did 60 metres in 10.76 seconds. He'd wanted to do the 60 metres in 9.5 seconds, but he'd been a bit stymied by an Achilles tendon injury, I think. That's something you'd know all about, I imagine, Mark, injuries, whether that specific one. I did. Feet, ankles, calves, that's very much runner's injuries, those ones. And the other thing about this this video too was it's all set to um, the soundtrack of Chariots of Fire. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I think that it, it just shows you there is no age that is too old to start doing things. Yes, I'm not actually sure how old Neville is, but but yeah, not, quite a, an not, impressive a, beard. not a young man. Well, Neville didn't quite meet his fitness challenge goal as far as the time he wanted to get for his sprints. Not yet, anyway. I think he's still at it. But uh, I wanted to make an honourable mention on another didn't quite get there um, and that's to Helen McGregor, who says, I didn't reach my goal, not even close, but the challenge was the shake-up I needed and I will get there. Helen's goal was to get back to her pre-COVID VO2 max, the two months of ISO with kilos packed on, a fledgling drinking habit and feeling sluggish had much diminished. 
So she took to running and cycling and says that although I haven't met my goal, I do still feel I've achieved a lot. The big picture is that my mindset has changed. I'm prioritising my health and it's only a matter of time before I get back to where I want to be. Now, the next of the six finalists is Eileen McNulty. Uh, Mark, can I get you to take us through Eileen's story? Yeah, so Eileen, living in Groot Island. Uh, is that is that how we pronounce it? Groot? Or? Groot Island, yeah. Groot Island, yeah. yeah. Groot Island. Um, got stuck in Perth, yeah, with a family matter first and then with COVID. Um, she thought to herself, um, you know, in July she was doing yoga um, and suddenly just kind of got into more and more exercise, didn't she? She she talked about small laps, um, 100 metres at the start, 200 metres, 300 metres, you know, in the dog park amongst trees. Um, she just talked about the ability for her to, to do a little bit more walking and fitness in the cooler. Walking and running. She was doing a combination, I think. Combination, yeah. yeah. Uh, a little bit cooler conditions in Perth rather than the stifling humidity and the Groot Island. Um, one of the quotes that I love that she said is that I went every day just to do what I can do. Mm. And, you know, it's not about 500 metres or five kilometres or five hours. It's just getting out there every day and doing what you can do. And, and we've heard it already in the last 10 minutes or so, but, you know, this mindset piece, it's not, it's not all elite athletes in, in our field or in my field that talk mindset. It's, it's for everyone. So very, very inspiring. And Mark, you talk about mindset. Eileen also talks about mindfulness, uh, how she's become increasingly mindful with her running and how present she is to the experience. She says, I love the sun on my face and legs, the smell of the trees and the grass when it's just been cut, meeting people, and then the emptiness of the park when it rains. I have rediscovered the fun and joy of running. Lisa, how about you? What did you like about Eileen's entry? Well, I was impressed that she was up to five kilometres a day on most weekdays, mm. so that's mm. not bad. And you know what else I loved about Eileen? She checked on the dog owners to make sure her running wasn't disturbing them or getting yeah. the dogs too very excited. Kind of <laughs> so I thought, oh, I consider it runner. <laughs> And she also talks about having made some friends because she's she's uh, in Perth without her husband, far away from home. She talks about getting out and running and walking being an opportunity to make some friends. And finally, she says something that I love, which is um, she wanted to leave the last word to her very sporty middle son, who two days ago commented that my calf muscles are bigger than his. I don't think so, but I do think all of me is a bit stronger than I was. That's fantastic. Fantastic. And I'd like to honour at this point a couple of other entries, uh, one that comes from three women, two in their 40s, one who just turned 60 in June, and they call themselves Marnie's Mad Mob. They're in Albany in WA, and they've also been running together with such joy. And also Caroline Gunn and Tanya Saget, who've been ocean swimming through the winter in Warrnambool in Victoria, brr, uh, and whose entry they made up sort of like a newspaper article that had the headline, Menopause Miracle Breakthrough. <laughs> You're listening to Sporty and we're announcing the honourable mentions, finalists and ultimately the winners of our fitness challenge. I'm Amanda Smith, joined by judges Mark Knowles, former captain of the Kookaburras and Olympic gold medalist, and Lisa Miller, the presenter of News Breakfast on ABC TV. 
Now, another one of our finalists uh, whose fitness goal was to learn to do something new is Sue Pryor. Sue learnt to swim. Another very interesting and actually quite moving story. Lisa, do you want to tell us about Sue and what impressed you with her entry? Well, Sue came from Africa to live in Australia with her Australian husband, had children, was worried that they lived on a farm with several dams around and she didn't want her children falling into the dams and she wouldn't be able to rescue them because she couldn't swim. So she got her children taught how to swim and they became terrific little athletes. They were swimmers and they were rugby players and soccer players and hockey players, you name it. It sounds like they had very active sporting lives. Well, Sue was inspired by the Sporty Fitness Challenge and decided that her attempts at trying to learn how to swim herself previously that she'd given up on because she'd felt frustrated and it hadn't really worked, she was going to give it another go. And so that's what she's been doing during this Sporty Fitness Challenge and she's been feeling so happy about it and is going to keep going with it. And she sent in some terrific photos of herself in the pool. She wants to be good enough to join the Ladies Swim Club and um, she's just they're all just amazed at the progress she's made. So I found this story really inspiring because she talks about having come from Africa where it was not... Uh, a tradition to learn how to swim or there was stereotyping that, as she writes, black people can't swim because there's no black swimmers competing in swimming and so a sense that it wasn't for her and she's proved everyone wrong. Yeah, yeah. Mark? Oh, it was amazing, Amanda. I um, I put Sue into this class of, you know, three. She talked about this feeling of uh, vulnerability and, and scared, as Lisa said. Uh, I then think she was inspired to try and, you know, to try and do something herself and this challenge helped her, I guess, in that. And and now I think she's inspiring others. It's it's just such a powerful story. And, and as was said, you know, to see the photos of her swimming, to see her swim school, Squad just so um, just so happy and and thrilled to see her in there and see her trying her best uh, and then you know imagine imagine Sue's kids how proud they would be of their mum you know after all these years of taking them everywhere and watching all of their sport for for them to be able to see her now swimming and doing something she loves is just so inspiring for for so many. Yes, and I, I love a comment she makes in her entry that she says she remembers watching her children swim and and says, I used to wonder what it would be like swimming in the pool and not drowning. I dreamt of one day learning to swim and maybe joining the Ladies Swim Club in Armadale, which is where she lives in New South Wales. And um, that's where she's getting to. Now, the last of the six finalists is Jimmy Odoro, and his entry was by video. Mark, take us through what Jimmy did and what you liked about his effort. Yeah, so Jimmy's uh, was a bit of a creative masterpiece, wasn't it? He basically his idea was to try and bring uh, a number of different sports and training modules and training. Um, uh, what are they? Attempts or pro. Uh, Programs, workouts, programs, yeah, together. And so Jimmy created his own website, uh, whatsyours.com.au, and his goal was um, to complete 36 workouts in 36 days. 
So he showed us through the journey of bringing his partner along and his housemates. He spoke very openly about, uh, you know, missing a couple of days here or there. But he said what he did do was when he missed a day, he would do two workouts the next day. And I think for me, um, one of the parts that I, I really liked with Jimmy's um, entry was the time and effort that he took to try and help others. I think that's that's pretty cool where he actually thought, yeah, I want to do this, but he put together his own website and people can go on there and check out training, um, you know, different training programs and modules and, and see people doing stuff. So, yeah, that, that ability to help others is something that's very important to me. Mm. Well, this is uh, quite a young bloke, I think. He's from France and in the video he has a nice music backing too, very chilled out sort of loungy music. Lisa, what did you like about Jimmy's entry? I like the fact that, as Mark said, he admitted to having a couple of days where he did absolutely nothing because I think it's really important to not uh, get discouraged when you have days where you think, you, I just can't do it. You know, it's great to think that every day you can power on, but there are some days where um, you just don't want to and it's okay as as long as you get up again and head off and that's what he showed that he could do. Uh, I was impressed that he then did double the sessions the next day. I'm not sure I would have managed that, but I just thought it was nice to admit that, you know, they're not always successful. And I have to say too, Jimmy, you've got great push-ups as we've been hearing about with Mark and, and Lisa. I'm very envious of all of you being able to do such great push-ups. All right, so now, look, those are the six finalists. Rill, who swam the English Channel, over 29 pool swims. Bob, the newish dad who took up boxing. Neville, who's been doing 60-metre sprints. Eileen, who's far away from home because of COVID and who's been out walking and running and making friends because of that. Sue, who's learnt to swim. And Jimmy, who's completed a different indoor home workout each day. Uh, and apart from the actual activities and goals of each, they were the six finalists also, as I think you've heard us talking about, because of the quality of the storytelling in their entry, either in writing or through video. All right, so now we need to decide, Lisa and Mark, on our top three, um, from three to one. Let's decide on the bronze medalist. Who who are you thinking of for the bronze medalist, you two? Such a tough one, Lisa. I don't know uh, where you sit, but um, how do you you choose first, second and third, but how do you make someone miss out? I think (laughs) this is something that I never wanted to happen in sport. I never never wanted to miss out. So this this is as hard as picking the first, I think. Well, if you're in it, you're winning, you know. I just think we've got to keep with that sort of motto that if you've tried, you're already a winner. Yep. I'm going to call it, Mark, I think our fabulous boxing dad should get the bronze, Bob. Bob Shell. Oh, that's good. He was right in my group there. So I'm I'm very happy with that. And as a father myself, I'll, 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 uh, I'll stick with Bob for the medal of third. Okay, that's great. Terrific. All right, who gets the silver? Lisa? Um, I grew up in a tiny town that didn't have a swimming pool in country Queensland. So my heart went out to the story that Sue gave us about learning to swim in Armadale, coming from Africa, not having swum before. I'm going to put her down as my silver. I'm absolutely with you there, Lisa. I had uh, I had 
uh, first and second that were fairly clear to me. So it'll be interesting to see who your first Ooh. is because I had to a second as well. <laughs> uh, but okay. I just think for me that piece around inspiring um, you know, kids and other people to try things, even if you're, even if you're not good at it, to give it a go, and that was that was just amazing, Sue. So congrats. All right, well done, you two so far. The gold medal winner, Mark. Do you want to start with uh, your your pitch? Okay, well, let's see. Lisa Lisa got in first on the second. Um, for me. I was fairly clear early on on um, real Jones McCoy. Yeah, oh. I'm with you, Bob. I'm with you. Oh, well, that's good because I, I just think when I read that, when I um, when I was able to try and put myself in Reel's position of you know coming off a small stroke and the challenges of you know endometriosis that we spoke about, that ability to just to get through the hard work and for for people who swim, you'll know how tough thirty six thousand <laughs> meters in a, a thirty six thousand two hundred meters in a swimming pool would be. And to me, that was just absolutely uh, outstanding. That's great. All right, and Lisa, I I I take it you're happy with that. Oh, yes. I just wanted to say I love it that she did her swimming at the Valley Pool in Brisbane, which is the home of so many Olympians. Yeah. She would have had the lovely Queensland weather. So We had a shocking winter here, Lisa. It, it got down to 14 overnight and 22 during the day. <laughs> but I think, it is, I think it's amazing. Well, now, congratulations, Real Jones-McCoy. You are the overall winner of the Sporty Fitness Challenge. You get a gift card worth $200 to buy yourself some new bathers or or goggles or whatever. Congratulations also to Sue Pryor, who's the silver medalist, and Bob Shall, who gets the bronze medal. And congrats to the other finalists, Jimmy Odero, Eileen McNulty and Neville Smith. And a huge congratulations to all of you who participated in the Sporty Fitness Challenge. You're all winners to us and you'll each receive a, a certificate in honour of being a part of all this. And yes, the judge's decision is final. Lisa Miller is co-host of News Breakfast on ABC TV. Mark Knowles was captain of the Olympic gold medal Australian men's hockey team. And so many thanks to you, Lisa and Mark, for being the judges. It was a little bit simpler than I feared it was going to be. Well done. Oh, well, thank you, Amanda. And quite frankly, they've all inspired me. I want to put on my running shoes and head out the door. Absolutely, Amanda. Thank you for having us. And for all of those people out there, keep being engaged and involved. Keep checking on your friends. And I can't wait for next year's challenge, Amanda. You've got a bit to live up to now. Oh, well, there you go. You've set me a challenge. That's great. And look, if you want more ideas and encouragement around physical activity and fitness, you can go to the Sport Australia website. They have their Find Your 30 campaign. Well, we're coming up to the 20th anniversary of the Sydney Olympic Games, and I'd recommend to you the ABC TV documentary about Cathy Freeman and the race that really did stop a nation, the 400 metres final that she won there. Do you remember where you were when you were watching it? Well, next time on Sporty, I'll be speaking to the designer and to the engineer who created that full body suit that Cathy Freeman wore for the race that took us all by surprise. She hadn't worn it for either of her heats or her semi-final. Well, the thing with the suit was that it was an option for Cathy's. So what was going through her mind was that I think she was saving it for the final. It was the thing that she was going to wear in the biggest race of her life. Um, I don't think 
it made the difference between her winning and losing. She was quite far ahead. But I think in terms of not only the, the physical presence, but the psychology of it, you know, I think it gave her some confidence. The, the effect that wearing it would have had on her was almost like a sort of a suit of armor protected from the pressure. So I think there's, there was a psychological advantage in her mind and in the, the other athlete's mind. And then we'd done everything we could to make sure that the performance benefit was there too. I actually heard Catherine Murray interviewed about that race at the 2012 Olympics. And she said, well, we all knew Kathy was going to win. And then when she showed up in that suit, well, <laughs> we knew we were, we were racing for second or third. That's aerodynamics engineer Len Brownlee and industrial designer Eddie Harbour, who created the superhero bodysuit that Kathy Freeman wore, coming up for 20 years ago now at the Sydney Olympic Games. More from them on how it came about in the next edition of Sporty, which is produced by Damien Rabbit and I'm Amanda Smith. listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.